0: Leaders, 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 a midweek special edition is here. I know you guys are over at speakfire.com and you're listening to all the channels on the network, but if you missed it, I was given the honor of being on Internal Fire, hosted by Aisha Thomas. Aisha had a series, part of her No More, Do More, nope, nope, nope. Part of her Know Better, Do Better series. I continually mess that up during the interview. I am terribly sorry. They are similar, but they are different. And I am with Aisha completely with the Know Better, Do Better messaging. And this was an awesome interview. I was so thankful, so grateful that she invited me on. Leaders, check out this midweek special edition from Internal Fire on the Speak Fire Network. (laughs) Listen to this to help you get your next level success.
1: (laughs) What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in on another episode of Internal Fire. I'm really excited about today's episode because I have a special guest. I have Michael G from Leadership Fire, where he helps you get to that next level of success. And I know we've been doing a series called when we know better, we do better, but we're gonna talk about that in the lens of leadership. Michael is a leader out there, he's doing some great things and I just wanna get his perspective on how to lead effectively, but learning those lessons and talking about how he learned those lessons to become an effective leader.
0: Hi Aisha, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm so good, thanks for bringing me in. I'm really excited. This is going to marry nicely. We've been talking on Leadership Fire um, about do a bit more and how we can recognize how to do a bit more and then recently how to give them more. And so when you talk about no more, do more, and I've been listening to your series on the no more, do more, and it just fits so perfectly with what we've been talking about over on Leadership Fire.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So guys, as always, get your notepads. Get your me ears open and let's get into this message. Okay, guys. So I keep thinking about the time where I had to do better as a leader. There was a moment where I started to see a repetitive action within myself that I needed to change. And that's where I was not managing the millennials the right way. I had an old school mentality when it came to the military. I had an old school mentality of how I ran things, but this not, was not working with the new troops that I had in my section. So as I sat down and I heard their feedback from one group from years ago, I was like, okay, Aisha, you got it. But then later on, you fast forward, I had the same conversation, guys, about the same issue. And I had to recognize it was me. I had to learn how to do better, to really apply those skills so I can ensure that I was leading people the right way. So we all gonna have those moments. If, and again, I want you guys to remember, leadership can be in a multitude of ways. You could be a leader at home, you can be a leader in the workplace, you can be a leader in so many ways, but we have to recognize those areas that we need to improve on so we can do better. So Michael, can you tell me one of those experiences you have had where you started to see as a leader that okay, I'm doing the same thing over and over again and now I need to make a change.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you know, with in my world, I, I run a, a retail company on my regular nine to five. And we have five stores and 120 employees, um, 20 some odd managers. And one of the things that I have unfortunately seen when I need to make a change is when I see the people that I lead doing my bad habits. Um, So I have these store managers and assistant managers that they look to me for inspiration, for guidance, how to do the job, but they actually pick up your characteristics, your mannerisms, both positive and negative and so recently but occasionally I'll find something that that I do that I think it's okay because I know what I'm doing and maybe it's appropriate for me but when I see that mannerism or that bad behavior in somebody else and I I know that they learned that from me um, it's it's a wake-up call to me to as you say know better to do better And, and it's It's being faced with that reality that I was the bad influence on the people that I'm empowering to lead our company.
1: So do you find it hard to push people towards that change when they've probably been doing that thing for X amount of time? Like what are you going to do to pretty much make a shift in changing that bad behavior? Of course with yourself, but sometimes I think we're in positions where this person has been doing this for so long and now undoing the negative or the the bad behavior or whatever you want to put it under, it could be kind of hard to do. It might always want to take a lot more pain (laughs) than joy because they've been doing it for some time.
0: You're 100% right. Um, To be honest with you, getting people to change that don't want change is probably one of the hardest things in life we're fortunate because we get to speak to people that want change and they've they've found us because they're looking for that change but when you're trying to task somebody who's not looking for change to help them find change it comes into boundaries i mean that's that's every part of it and when we're good with our boundaries in the beginning a lot of times those bad behaviors can't materialize because we're consistent about our boundaries from moment one, when we try to bring the sharp boundaries in down the road in the relationship, whether it's a coworker, or a spouse, um, wherever, those those boundaries, like you said, can be very painful for all parties. It, just even as a parent, maybe, you know, there's things that as a parent we we think it's cute when the kid dances on the dining room table, so we whip at our cell phone, and we giggle and laugh, and we post it on Facebook, but by the time they get to eight, nine years old, it's no longer cute. Now, it's destructive to the furniture, and the kid has a lot of pain when you start to institute these boundaries of a, being a stricter parent, or at work, you know, somebody might come to work a little late, and maybe they come in, at, at they're supposed to be there at eight, and they show up right at eight, and you're like, hey, you know, I'd rather you be here at eight or a little earlier, and, and then they next thing you know, they're 802, they're 803, and all we're doing is talking about it and not taking any actions or penalties. And then when we can no longer stomach it, when they get to quarter hour, you know, and you're just like, you know, this is now an action. When we try to put these boundaries up, um, that can be painful. It, it can cost us that relationship with that employee sometimes. They'll just quit because we, we as, as leaders, fail to put that boundary in the very beginning with that coming in late or us as parents we fail to put that boundary in the very beginning with our children or even in a relationship with with spouses there's so many things we let go because we think it's cute or we think you know it's not that big of a deal but it just begins to escalate and ramp up and continue to grow and then like you said when we put that boundary in oh there's just so much pain but i think the the best thing we can do to help people find change that aren't looking for change to answer your question is just try to help them find those boundaries to ease those into the ease them into those boundaries and set the best example and we as leaders must be consistent with the enforcement of those boundaries as positively as we can but sometimes like we've talked about on leadership fire we have to bring bring the gravity because when we try to lead from levity when we're dealing with these problematic change issues we're bringing in the boundaries. We're not giving the correct importance to that change. So that means we have to install these boundaries and we have to do it with a bit of gravity. If you want to learn more of what I'm talking about, please go check out that episode of Leadership Fire, Gravity versus Levity. Oh, that was a
1: great episode. (laughs) I did a little snippet for the Speak Fire team and that piece that I did, it, it was powerful. I had to Google. I was like, what is gravity and levity? But the way you broke that down was so good. So guys, make sure you definitely check that out. So as you were talking about boundaries, I think boundaries are really important. I think communicating the bigger picture is another thing that was important. One of the things that I had to do is when I was talking to those troops of mine, I had to make them understand my way of thinking because a lot of them were taking how I responded or how I did things personally, like it was a personal attack. And I was like, no, this is business. This is professional. So I think another thing is really important to do is to break down why you're doing this, why are you creating this boundary? Let them know the bigger picture as to why. Give them a whole synopsis as, this is what I've seen this is why we are making this shift and this is how it's going to benefit the company, you, and so on. So I think it is also important to have that additional communication piece to explain to them the big picture. So you also mentioned about leadership from the aspect of home, from, you know, being an amazing husband. He's so cute, guys. You should check out the Facebook post of all the cute things he does for wifey. It's beautiful. Um, so I to and I did an episode where I talked about knowing better when it comes to relationships. What's one thing from being from the leadership aspect or one thing that you have had to learn and worked on with having being a leader as well as leading at home or tapping into those skills at home as well was something that has really helped you over time in that space?
0: That is a a great question and it's it's something that we kind of talked about on Leadership Fire when we talk about um, giving them more than they expect and then in another episode after that we talked about um, learning how to recognize um, what to give them when we're thinking about giving them more than they expect. So when I think about that in the relationship, in my relationship with my wife, and and it's it's the most precious thing in my life, and she means the world to me. And when we started growing in this relationship from day one, I look at the world and I say, how do other men treat their women? And men that I respect, not, not individual men, but like we talked about with Neo Legend, on the loyalty episode is I'm looking for certain values and people that have those values, how do they carry themselves and their relationships? And then how can I, how can I amplify that? How can I take, when I see something good in the world, and amplify it? So the, the relationships in my life, so my grandparents, my my aunts and uncles, the friends and family, that those, the good relationships, and we all know the ones that are really strong and they're just gonna last the test of time. How, how do I take what they're doing those men in those environments and mirror that yes but turn it up make it a bit more and I promise you I give my wife my every attention and I get it wrong a lot (laughs) because I'm an imperfect being but I'm always constantly looking to be now I don't need to compare myself to those other men in their relationships now I'm comparing myself To yesterday. I'm comparing myself to last week, comparing myself to last year, and it's about being the better Mike. Me and my beautiful wife, we've been together for 15 years, so now it's just how do I make this year better than last year? How do I make this month better than last month? How do I make this day better than last day? And I put effort every single day into recognizing who I am, recognizing who we are. And in that, now I know more. And as Aisha said, now I can do more.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. Because the reality is you're competing with yourself or, you know, it's constant change because again, the topic is, I know we keep saying it is when you know better, you do better, but it's about you. That's the biggest piece of it that you have to take take away is you. So Mike, tell me, what is something that you do for self-awareness what is a practice that you can utilize and you can share with people that you utilize that maybe they can tap into to help you recognize okay um it, it, this is a good self-aware practice that i can start to tap into in order to help me highlight those areas that i need to improve on
0: wow so you're going to know some of the things i'm going to say let me let me share it with our audience we're, we're both members of breed university under eric thomas and so under that guidance we've been led towards the disc assessment Um, and so we both use that in our lives to have an understanding of our strengths and in areas where we need to surround ourselves with people uh, that have greater strengths in other categories that we're not as strong they're not weaknesses we're not weak in anything but we certainly have areas where we're greater than other things and so that disc assessment uh, excuse me that disc assessment Means a lot to understand who I am. I take it frequently, so I get a. I can regauge where I'm at for growth and areas that I want to see improvement myself. My wife is also. She does the disc assessment with me every time I do it. She does it as well. We compare ourselves through that understanding of that disc assessment. We're also. I'm having trouble in saying that word. Through that understanding of the disc assessment, I'm also in a way not projecting it onto other people, but it does help me understand uh, co-workers, friends, family, people in my lives, even though I haven't seen their results. I still can pick up character traits and I can use that as well. You and I spoke on an episode of Leadership Fire uh, about journaling and about video journaling or audio journaling or pen, classic old school pen and paper journaling. Um, I do a a bit of reflection in that way. Uh, I definitely do some audio journaling to myself. I take a lot of notes to myself and um, I do take time to educate myself a lot. So I'm, when I'm, now I don't do a lot of paper books, sorry for the people out there, don't turn the page on me, but I do a lot of audible. And so I'm, I drive a lot. I do a lot of tasks. My headphones are always in my head and I listen to different, books on leadership um, on the economy all kinds of different books all over the place pretty wide spectrum and autobiographies and when a nugget hits my head that means something to me and i realize that i need to think about it i pause the book and i just give myself time to think about it how does that affect me how does that matter to me and i'll even make a note to myself to say, hey, I got to talk to Aisha about this. We got to get a team up. Or I got to talk to Sean Brasfield about this because I got to get the team up. Sean Brasfield, host of Young Fire. And I go to those people in my lives that can help me understand this nugget because what happens to me and probably all of us, we hear something and it connects to us and it means something to us, but maybe we have an understanding of it, but we don't feel the warmth of the sun on our face about it. So we gotta go to the leaders in our lives. And sometimes that's just our spouse and say, this is what I'm thinking about. Here's this thing and just dig into it. Even if it's something so small, like know better, do better. And to listen to Aisha talk about it and break it down, Not just like, hey, Mike, just know better, do better in a cliche way, but she takes me through it week after week and and, and dissects it for me and explains it to me. And through that that communication with Aisha, just by listening to her podcast, we're not having that conversation per se, but we kind of are because I get to be in her voice and I get to hear her inflection. And then I get to feel the warmth of the sun on my face on that topic. And I just think that that's so fantastic for me to grow that I need to continually be self-assessing, continually looking for small things that hit my ear and make a little tingle and then just dig into those and break it down. Over on Leadership Fire, we had an episode called Step Up. How many people just say step up? That means almost nothing to us. So we worked hard on tearing apart step up. It's two words, and we talked for two episodes, almost 14 to 20 minutes about step up and what that means and how to understand it in our lives. So Aisha, this Know Better, Do Better series has been so enlightening to me, and that's what I do in my life. I look for ways to to self-assess myself, get those nuggets to hit my ear that I can get just break apart and dissect and I look for leaders like you to to guide me to give me those nuggets and to even though we don't we're not in constant communication I'm always listening to your show every Monday It's the first thing I do first show I listen to and I get that mentorship through your podcast and that's what I do to self-assess and self-grow
1: wow that's good so just to reflect on that Remember, tap into others. That's one of the things you talked about. Get with the community. The community, Bridge University, has been very, very beneficial for me. Um, also, get utilize tools, tools that will help you be able to self-assess. The DISC assessment is powerful. By the way, I will be certified in that, so at the end of the month, you guys can definitely get a free consultation with me so we can go over that. But that's something that's powerful that's allowed me to have a better understanding of who I am and also understand other people so I can speak their language. Because the reality is, as leaders, We might have a direct approach on certain things, but you have other people who might be analytical. So you have to come with them with the facts and the details and the one, two, three of things. So that is so beneficial as well as as in the household. You might be really direct. You might have a spouse that might need a breakdown as to why we have to do things a certain way. So learning how to communicate with others, learning how to understand yourself is important. So make sure that you're doing that as well as self-reflecting, thinking back. Um, if you're reading a book, I know it's easier to breeze through a book, but read it chapter by chapter, reflect, write down some notes, figure out how you want to apply that so you can learn how to do better. So thank you so much, Mike, for hopping on here. And as always, guys, you need to tap in and listen to the entire Speak Fire team. Don't forget, check out Michael's podcast called Leadership Fire. Remember, it's fire with a Y. You have Neil who hosts Champion Fire. We have Jody who, who hosts Father's Fire bobby who hosts student fire and sean who hosts young fire and as always i'm your host of internal fire i really appreciate you guys for listening to today's podcast i appreciate you guys and as always have an amazing day and make sure you continue to work on how to have that fire lit from the inside out i am excited to bring you my new book trendsetter seven steps to radically stand out to be the best you This book details my journey of coming to the United States and being excited to embrace the American culture. But unfortunately, my culture was not accepted and I found myself being bullied as a young girl. And in this process, I decided that I wanted to disconnect from my culture to be more accepted into American culture. And through that process, I got so depressed from trying to fit in that I attempted suicide my freshman year in high school. So this book talks about the journey of what I did to become radically transformed, to be the strong woman I am today. This book is something that's really going to enable the reader to understand and embrace who they are, embrace what makes them special, and become radically transformed. Get your copy today at becomingatrendsetter.com. Again, that is becomingatrendsetter.com or check it out at my website at AishaThomas.org.